This is your coffee break. Hey friends, I'm back again this week and I have with me Audrey Knapp and I'm going to let her introduce herself because she does a lot of really cool writing centric stuff and I don't think I could do her justice. Welcome Audrey. Hi, Sarah. So thank you so much for inviting me. I am the founder of The Right Services Social Media Management. We focus on helping authors and creating copy and things like that. I'm also the uh, founder of the group Sprints and Spirits. It's a free writing group on Facebook. And I created the Author Transformation Alliance, which is dedicated to those authors who want to take action to really meet their publishing goals and reach more people. Very, very cool. That's a lot of stuff. It is. And it's so much fun. It's so much fun to have all these different areas to focus on so I can help people who want to finish their books in sprints and spirits because we get on, we do live word sprints. And in the author transformation, it's for those people who are ready to take the next step. Most of our members are published and they're looking to reach bigger audiences or have better launches. Very, very cool. Can you tell me a little bit about how you got into all of this? Yes. Well, I've been writing since I could remember. I come from a family of writers. And so it's something, you know, it's everybody does music and writes in, in my father's side of the family. Oh, cool. And on my mother's side of the family, uh, most of the women write. So it's just something that, uh, you know, I kind of grew up around a lot of reading and writing. And then, um, you know, during the military, I got to experience all sorts of different types of technical and report writing. Mm. But... <laughs> But after that, um, you know, I still felt called to, I'm very community centric, especially after the military. So, you know, how do I connect with other people and how do we serve other people? Mm. And I spent a lot of time, you know, working with my friends in different areas like network marketing and social media management for small businesses. And then um, as I, I transitioned out of the nine to five workforce, because it was just 25 to 30 hours of commuting and mm. I had a one-year-old and a two-year-old, now two and three, and I just, it was too much Gosh, to put on my yes. children. So I said, that's okay, I'm going to do what I love, I'm going to focus on writing. And I, I really took a step back and said, you know, I'm working with my friends who are authors and working with those friends in my writing groups, my in-person and online writing groups, to help them with their marketing. Why don't I just open this up to as many people who'd like to join? And so really, I've taken my social media training and experience and applied it specifically to authors. And it brings me so much joy that I can help uplift others. Because I think especially as authors, we need less competition because mm. it's not a competition. <laughs> you know, a reader doesn't buy just one book and then that's it. It's not like a car. Yes. So, oh, my gosh. I'm. You can't yeah. see me, but I'm nodding. This is amen to this. Yes. yes, yes. So we will best succeed by uplifting one another. That is the whole core behind both Sprints and Spirits and the Author Transformation Alliances. We will uplift one another and su succeed together. You know, so yes. like, and it's that's part of my military training too coming in is, you know, uh, really, you know, teamwork. That's, that's how we get over the biggest obstacles um, physically in the military and, you know, as a metaphor as well. And, you know, this is something I wanted to bring with me. And, and you know, it's one of my strong suits is leadership from my experience in the military. So I, I love bringing this in a way that, you know, I can inspire others to come together, 
you don't have to struggle alone anymore, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. With the internet, mm-hmm. it's no longer a solitary journey. We don't have to take the long, hard road anymore because we can come together, share experiences, and help each other get it all over faster. Yes, know? yes. So... Oh my gosh, I am all about this. I'm all about community building and writers helping each other. And what you said about it's not a competition, it's a community that just, that's it right there. Like that is so much. And so I'm so curious, what is your vision then kind of for writers and for publishing? Because I know right now people do see it as very, very competitive. Do you have like a vision for that? Well, and this is what I talk to a lot in uh, talk about a lot in Prince and Spirits and in especially in Author Transformation Alliance. But my authors in that membership, they get it. You know, in Prince and Spirits, there's still a lot of people who, you know, they're low on budget. They're scared to hmm. spend money or, or they don't have money to spend, you know, getting an editor before they send out queries or or, you know, they want to do traditional publishing or they have self-published and they can't sell books except for free, hmm. which and, and here's the thing is even readers are picking up on the idea that if it's free, maybe it's not such a good quality. Mm. So just selling it, just giving it away for free on Amazon isn't going to necessarily give anyone the reviews that they need or or what have you. But the idea is, you know, I keep hearing this, it's an oversaturated market. Mm-hmm. It's not an oversaturated market. It just means that with all these other books out here, you have to be above average in your publishing mm. and the way you publish your book and the way you market and promote your book. You have to be above average, you know? Yes. So for people who are listening, can you give us just a quick idea of what being above average means? So being above average, um, a lot of people, they either say social media doesn't work or they get on social media, for example, um, in their promotions and marketing, and they use it like a consumer Hmm. rather than a marketer. Um, And they say, well, it's not working. It must be the fact that social media doesn't work, but it does work. It's Hmm. not that... It's just the way that people use it doesn't work. You know, H.M. Ward, she's a massive success. And a huge part of that is attributed to her early um, social media, how she grew her social media. She got 30,000 likes on her Facebook page within six months before launching her first book that no publisher would pick up because it had a nice guy. And she in four years, she sold 12 million copies. Oh, my gosh. And she is an eight-figure earner because she self-published and gets way better royalties. <laughs> so, <laughs> that so, is very, yes. Yeah. So she went exceptional with her, you know, marketing. She said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to half butt this. I'm going to go full force and make sure that people know who I am know, and know what's coming. So that when she launched her book, there were people waiting, hungry to read what she had been teasing them about for six months. So yeah, so it's it's one of those things. You you know, a lot of people will put a book out there and say, I'll market market it after it's out. I have um a few people in my in person writing groups who will be like, I don't understand the point of marketing a book that isn't out yet. Hmm. And it's like that's so backwards. That's putting, mm-hmm. you know, the literal cart before the horse. You know, <laughs> put the cart in the horse <laughs> and like, oh, I'll market my book when it's making money. That's the most backward thinking. Because mm-hmm. guess what? People can't buy it if they don't 
know about it. So that's, I get all passionate about this nerdy marketing stuff, but it's so important. It's absolutely critical to, to make sure that you're getting exposure for yourself and your work and not just saying hashtag buy my book because everybody hates that. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I will actively unfollow those people. If all I see from them is a steady stream of buy my book, buy my book. I'm like, I I just don't have time for this. Exactly. And that's why I teach my authors authentic marketing. It's Mm. not um, promo after promo. It's a lot of teasers. It's a lot of getting to know the readers, finding points of connection is what I call it. That's a term I've come up with, points of connection. Um, Like I like to use the example I came up with for romance, like or double tap. That's what I use. Double tap if you've ever loved a damaged man. Mm. And like how many people... (laughs) How many people would double tap that on Instagram? Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because it's relatable. It's a point of connection. Hmm. And, you know, people hold on to that. Readers, you know, anybody holds on to that and they're intrigued. So it's a lot about building intrigue with your teasers. I'm all excited. I I know. I love this. this (laughs) I can feel your energy. And I I nerd out about this stuff too. So my podcast, I've just done 100% of the marketing for it through social media. And I know how powerful that that can be. Do you have some tips for writers who are maybe just overwhelmed? They're like, oh my gosh, there's Facebook, there's Twitter, there's Instagram, (laughs) there's Snapchat. I'm just so overwhelmed. Do you have any advice for them? Pick two. First of all, pick two and ignore the rest. Pick two and one should always be Facebook because Facebook is the new yellow pages. Mm. So a lot of people, um, and and I get a lot of hate on this at first, but when people go through my methods, like almost all my authors are basically ignoring their Twitter now. First of all, Twitter has lost a ton of money. They lost $2 billion in the last 10 years. Mm. Um, And they lost $400 of that last year. So they are, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So, of course, I I advocate list building, Mm -hmm. but Facebook is not going anywhere. Their daily active users is over a billion. Anyway, so it's Facebook is a great place to start. And even though people hate pages, it gets better engagement and reach than Twitter does. And when you go through, you know, all those statistics and it's like, if you love Twitter and you can handle those, um, you know, engagement and reach, then why not Facebook? People are, you know, there's over 60% of consumers are researching um, businesses and public figures before they make a purchase on Facebook. That's incredible. Yeah, it's very, very powerful. And then for the second one, I would say if you're seeing results in Twitter, then, you know, make Twitter your number two. Mm. If you're not seeing results, maybe try something new. Um, You know, or if you love Instagram, go with Instagram, wherever you're seeing results and interaction with people you think are actually going to read your book. That's where I'd say pick two platforms, Facebook plus one that you really love that you think you're seeing a lot of interaction from people who actually care about your work. I love it. So and then for being overwhelmed, plan it out and create your content seven days ahead Mm. and use the 80 20 rule. 80 percent like information, entertainment, um, or inspiration. And then 20%, Hey, here's my book in case you're interested. Yes. You know, so, so, and it's so easy to mirror stuff and using Hootsuite, you can have up to three accounts, which if you use just two, you really focus on mastering two. And once those become a walk in the park, then you can add more. Mm -hmm. But, but until those are a walk in the park, really focus because we can do a couple of things really well or we can do all of the things really, really poorly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. 
Facebook is a great place for writers to be. It's a great place for them to engage with fans. What is the number one thing you see people doing wrong on Facebook? Oh, God, on Facebook. (laughs) Um, Well, one that I got really all ignited about was on a famous blog, on one of the most famous blogs in writing. So I'm not going to say it, but there was this three-year-old post that was being passed around, and they tried to pass it in my sprints and spirits, and I watch it like a hawk. So so I love when, when the writers all share information and blogs that they find, but this one suggested that you use your personal profile because it gets better reach and engagement. Oh. The problem with that from the social media management perspective where I'm coming from um, is that we have had for the you know past year and a half in the social media management community, as we're picking up small businesses like restaurants and um, you know any kind of small brick-and-mortar local business, They've been using personal profiles to run their business. Oh. Facebook is catching this. They delete your account and any account associated with it, and they don't let you create a new one. And they've got 1.6 billion accounts now. They don't have time to say, oh, you didn't know the terms of service? Sorry. Mm. You know, We'll give you another chance. They're not giving you another chance. So even in the comments on this blog, it said, you can't do that. I got my account deleted, and they don't care, you know. So it's, you know, that's, that's definitely one mistake. And then another would I I would say would be not posting anything at all, or posting all personal stuff, Mm. you know, so occasionally behind the scenes kind of photos are okay. But if it's all food and your kids and your dogs, (laughs) then it's not it doesn't tell me who you are as an author It doesn't tell me why I should like your work. It doesn't give me any teasers or any examples. I want to see demonstrations of your writing. Mm. Are you a good descriptive writer who can really pull me into a scene and make me feel part of it? Or are you amazing at dialogue and it's like powerful and emotionally moving? I want to see that, you know? Yes. And and so kind of with that, um, posting personal writing on Facebook. So want to make sure that we're posting that on a page and not on our personal profile. Yeah. And then um, is, is there any like copyright stuff that people need to worry about or wonder about when sort of posting creative stuff on a platform like Facebook? I would say put it on your graphics, put any writing on your graphics, and then mm. put your um, name right underneath of it. And then put your social media profiles, your links, or your, you know, your at if you're at Instagram. So that way, if people, sh- people can share it, you want, you want it to go viral. So gotcha. you want people to share it. But then that way, people can't steal it. And even if they do, Facebook will show that you put it first, you know, kind of the same thing we have in, in the digital world where they say how to copyright your, your work is, you know, have that digital record of emailing it to yourself on top of, you know, snail mm. mail and not opening it. But <laughs> definitely. And um, that's something that I like to do as well. I use Canva as a tool to yes, create. Me too. Do you, okay, I was going to ask you if you I had any other Canva. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who are listening, um, Canva is a super simple, easy to use design platform. I am not a designer and I can manage it. Um, it's canva.com, C-A-N-V-A.com. So. And it's free. And it's free, which I love. <laughs> Yeah, I do everything in there. So that is a great resource. Yes, it is amazing. I want to keep this conversation rolling. I feel like we're just hitting so many good things and I never want this to end. Um, (laughs) I want to hear about um, the relationship between... So we we talked a little bit about not promoting your book too much on social media with the Mm -hmm. 80-20 rule. 
Um, so if you want to sell more books, how do you go about doing that? Um, with the 80-20 rule and the promotion, when I say the, the 20% promotion, that's direct promotion. I believe you can inspire mm. and you can entertain with teasers. But as long as you're not saying, hey, go buy my book or here's the link and pressing, pressing, pressing. But I, and I use a lot of catchphrases. I really like using catchphrases or paraphrasing a relationship or mm. using one or two liners, like I said, that are intriguing because that pulls readers in and they want to know more. Um, additionally, social media is a great way to drive traffic to your opt-in, your freebies, where you give away one to three chapters. And this is an incredibly effective um, way of getting results as far as sales. Mm. You get them sucked into three chapters. If your writing's that good and it's in their genre, they're going to go buy it. Love they got it. it. They have to finish. We, as as humans, and this is a social psychology thing, um, we have to have closure. You know, <laughs> so something that is is really difficult for us to deal with is if we don't have closure. Mm. Um, this was written about by um, Robert Cialdini in Persuasion, and if he was actually talking about writing, you know, he asked this another professor who was uh, pounding out a lot of books how do you write so much? And she said, I always finish in the middle of a sentence. Ah. So that way I, it's all I can think about until I sit down and write again. So that way I'm more inspired to sit down and keep writing. So I love it. And it's all related to our need for closure. So I'm going to try, I'm like jotting that down right now in my notes to finish in the middle of a sentence. Yes. Okay. That is now officially on my notes here. Cause I take notes while I talk to people. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love that. Um, one other thing that I wanted to talk to you about and, and kind of related to book sales is you, you talked a little bit earlier when we were corresponding via email about self-publishing success stories. And I would yes. love, love, one of the questions I get asked most frequently is, how do I self-publish? How do I make sure it's successful? I would love to pick your brain on this. Yes. So I use a lot of case studies uh, or I share a lot of case studies in my work, in my workshops, in uh, my webinars. Um, and it ends up coming from self-publishing. Uh, you know, I'd have to pull it up right now. I can send those links for you to post um, with any information that goes with this or in your blog. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, but I don't have the names right off the top of my head. I'm sorry. Oh, that's But okay. I will definitely send this. But So we have one gentleman, and I believe he wrote sci-fi. So he had published nine novels traditionally and they just weren't selling. So he got his social media up and he says he did do like a lot of everything. He had everything he could. He did Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, and Facebook ads and an email list with a, you know, with a, a teaser opt-in like I was discussing. And he ended up selling like a hundred thousand copies in a year Oh my gosh. from this book because he had, um, you know, self-published this time and he had prepared it, you know, prepared his social media and really reached out um, to make sure people knew it was coming. So nine novels sunk, the 10th one self-published and he rocked it. That is you know? awesome. That's very inspiring. <laughs> yes. And there was another gentleman. Um, it was less. It's a nonfiction book. Uh, it was about, oh, I don't want to be wrong. It, it was something, um, uh, oh, what, what the hell happened to Tesla? I think it was called something along those lines was Tesla. So he published this nonfiction novel and he again worked his butt off with social media and he ran Facebook ads and he was able to do 10,000 in a year. And it was his first book. Cool. So 
So, and that's still, you know, self-publishing success. And then, of course, um, like I mentioned, H.M. Ward earlier, that's phenomenal. But there are a lot of other successes. In fact, I don't know if you've seen it, but there is a group on Facebook called 20K to 50K Kindle Books. Oh. And in this group, someone um, started a conversation. They posted and said, you know, is anybody, they were very frustrated. And he said, is anybody in here actually making $10,000 a month with their book? And these authors kept responding. I mean, it was tons of them. Dozens of authors responded that they were making, you know, $10,000, $20,000, $50,000 a month with their book. Oh, my because gosh. Because they promoted it like crazy. Some were traditional, but many were self-published as well. That's so, crazy. I know. I was like, my mind was blown. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there it is right there. They're just not being written about that much. Yeah. You know, they're, they're too busy working, you know, promoting their novels. So. Oh, my gosh. I'll make sure that I find that and link to that in the show notes for yes. today's episode as well. My gosh. Yes. And I'll send you all the links to the articles with the other self-publishers I mentioned. That would be and, lovely. You know, I, I think it's worth noting when we have platforms like Patreon and Wattpad, um, you know, that there are people who, especially with Wattpad and, and things like that, but there are people who start fanfic, as we know, mm. and end up building up a fan base through their fan fiction and then selling like crazy. So, Yep, I'm reading I one of those authors all, right now. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah, E.L. James, right? Yeah. So, and Cassandra so, Clare. Yeah, yeah. And there's just... There's so much possibility, you know, as long as you're putting work out there, you care about what your readers are saying, you're, you know, you're talking about your writing, you're sharing it, you know, make a daily decision, make a daily choice to share your writing with more people, whether it's just something on Wattpad or if it's something you've already published, you know, or if you're getting ready to launch a book, you don't have anything up yet. Write those teasers, mm -hmm. you know, you're a wordsmith. We are wordsmiths. So it's really up to us to see how powerfully we can write, you know. Yes. And especially when we practice doing that in short form, we really hone our writing abilities. Exactly. Yes to that. I'm just going to just say yes to everything you say for the rest of this <laughs> conversation because it's all so resonant. Like, it's so good. Um what, what, what advice would you have for a writer who's maybe afraid to share their work for the first time? Um, well, I think this is something that we all deal with, frankly. And um, thankfully, I've had a lot of experience with, with uh, jumping into the unknown, I call it, and embracing, embracing the unknown. What's going to happen? You know? Mm -hmm. only, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. It's not like, you know, when, sorry to use this, this example, but uh, when I got my first deployment orders, I got my box of my combat uniforms and my combat boots, and you know what I did? I put those combat BDUs on, and I <laughs> strapped on my brand new boots that hurt like crazy, because I was like, oh my god, look, we're going. <laughs> we're going to Afghanistan. So... <laughs> And I, and then the same thing with Iraq too, you know, some people, I was a little older, so, you know, there's more reality to it, yeah. but, you know, and of course Iraq was a lot more dangerous. So, but I said, this is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to fear it. If there's fear there, it's got to, it doesn't matter. I'm going to move anyway. I'm going to do what I have to do. You know, I know that I have a mission and as writers, our mission is to share our work to mm. share with the readers because we don't know how we can impact someone's life 
through just through our writing. And yet, if we don't put it out there, we don't have the opportunity to impact their lives. So yes. move past the fear. We all start somewhere. We all start and our writing sucks. And you know, <laughs> only through having people read it do we get better. But there's always something good. Mm-hmm. Even my writing that I can't stand now, I had someone who was like, I never read fantasy. And oh my God, you have to finish this. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good and, sign. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and I look back at it now and I'm like, oh my God, the passive voice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like one of those things you just, you, we cannot grow if we're stuck in our comfort zones. And that's something that is said a lot these days. Thankfully, we have you know, these, these amazing entrepreneurs and, and writers who are, you know, sharing this wisdom that is, I think, being, you know, very common now, but we can't grow if we're stuck inside our comfort zone. Mm. We have to step out of it. We have to be uncomfortable to learn, you know, mm-hmm. fear of failure, fear of ridicule will teach us. It will help us hone our abilities. Yes. So put it out there, find ways to get better, you know, growing thick skin. When somebody gives you feedback, use it as a way to sharpen that knife that is your writing, you know, your writing skill. Yes. I hope that's, that's, you know, hitting the point enough. <laughs> that is a wonderful so response. Important. Oh, it it's is. so important to move past the fear because we can't grow. And I love seeing people get better at their writing, you know, because <laughs> then they find joy in it. They, you know, you, you know your own accomplishment when you keep sending stuff to critique group, you know, which we do in Sprints and Spirits, too, because a lot of people don't have in-person groups. So, you know, we send it into critique group and let everybody critique it. And it keeps, you know, that a sense of accomplishment you feel when less and less points come back mm-hmm. and more and more positive points stand out you know you get to measure you can measure through a critique group how your writing is improving over time that is awesome and that's really valuable yes it is it's it has rocketed my writing ability uh, (laughs) you know and you know we all need to improve right so yes yes myself included everyone included (laughs) speaking of that i want to ask you tell me a little bit about your own writing my own writing. So I, you know, I kind of been all over the place. I grew up in fantasy, um, reading mythology and things like that. And so I've got a couple of works in progress and the back burner, the big one that has taken over my life is, uh, I don't even know how to put it in a genre, huh? Yes, but <laughs> it's like, Oh, is it women's fiction? Is it literary fiction? Is it a thriller? Is it adventure or what is going on with this thing? <laughs> but <laughs> But that one's coming. I did submit a query to another novel. I had a novel idea that I had come up with when I was doing the NYC at Midnight Short Challenge. Um, Yeah, and that was uh, actually this, uh, basically, it's going to be a mystery. I never thought I could write a mystery, but until I did that challenge and they assign you a genre. Talk about being out of your comfort zone. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so I, you know, basically a small town in Michigan, um, you know, girls dating a cop, but she used to date a drug addict, you know, oh, so it's a small town, right? Yeah. So um, he ends up crashing through her um, gas station while she's at work, but he's dead. So they have to figure out, and it turns out he was dead when he was put in the car. So, oh my God, oh. you know, we got to figure out this mystery of what's going on. Why, why are they trying to kill her kind of thing? Um, and I hope it's fun. It <laughs> so sounds far, amazing. The reviews are good. I got really good feedback from the judges. 
Um, but then I, you know, in the middle of writing, you're like, oh, this needs to be longer. This needs to be about 80,000 words longer. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then, yeah, so I kind of write all over the place. I have a, uh, uh, West Western horror that I'm, uh, working on as well. It's like if Stephen King and Louis L'Amour wrote a book together. So (laughs) I want it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. So it's fun. And then. I know. Thank you. So, so, yeah. And then, um, you know, I'm right now I'm actually in the last four weeks of uh, finishing my bachelor's with um, in English with a concentration in writing. Oh, so this has been nothing but fun. And this course or this program actually helped me get into freelance writing where I've done copywriting um, and I started writing for local magazines. So I did that for about a year and a half. I got to go and interview um, local persons of interest and um, write great articles articles and and really get into the community you know focus on what the great things are happening in the community and I know some people um in my writing in one of my writing groups they kind of look down on copywriting I'm like this is a fantastic way to learn to write and it's applicable to fiction because you have to learn to write for an audience right you have to learn to write for understanding by the audience Yes, it was it really again, that was another thing that really honed my writing ability. So (laughs) I agree with that. And I feel like you and I just have so much in common. I mean, I also got my start doing copywriting. And I can attest it does it sharpens your skills. It teaches you how to write for clarity. It's so yes, it's so good. Yes. And you have to be able to write intriguing stuff and write at a good pace to keep people going, to keep people interested. And all of these different types of writing, and that's why I'm glad I, I you know, did a concentration in writing um, rather than anything else, was I got to learn tech writing, business writing. Tech writing I already had from the, the Army, but mm-hmm. tech writing, business writing, like every different kind of writing I could do. The only thing, the only one I missed out on because I didn't have any elective credits left was scientific writing, which would have been a lot harder. But after going through all these different types of writing, I was like, understanding the different fields of writing, different perspectives on writing, and different methods of writing, I feel like I am a million times a better writer than I was before I started the program. Yes. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it does nothing but actually improve your writing ability. It's like learning multiple languages. It Mm. expands your cognitive abilities because you can uh, describe things in new ways that we can in English. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh my god. But anyway, yeah. So it's it's fun. I love it. I have I have one more question for you, and that Mm -hmm. is, uh, if people want to get in touch with you, if they want to join Sprints and Spirits, if they want to do any of this any of this stuff, if they want to connect with you, how do they find you online? How do they get involved? Yes, this is awesome. So my website is www.therightservices.com. And I've got a few things there, you know, and uh, on Facebook, it's The Right Services as well. And we have links directly to Sprints and Spirits. Um, For those authors that do need help, there's sick of the struggle when it comes to marketing. They're sick of trying to figure out the formula. Um, you know, just message me about Author Transformation Alliance, and that's on the website as well. Um, but yeah, Sprints and Spirits, we're always, always accepting new members, and we do live word sprints on the weekends. Very it's cool. a lot of fun. So, <laughs> And I do like live workshops on Wednesdays in the group. So. Awesome. Like on social media and things like that. Oh and gosh. Overcoming Fear, actually. I did, I did a couple on that because... I actually came across a blog once um, from this woman who was kind of elitist 
And she said that authors shouldn't do their own self, their, their own marketing because they suck at it. Oh. And I was like, that's not the right attitude. No, my gosh, no. <laughs> don't promote your work. Don't, don't let people know about your work because you don't do it very well. That's, oh. it, was, it was awful and negative. And I was like, so I went on and I ranted. I was like, you guys, don't let anybody hold you back with these negative elitist attitudes. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. <laughs> yes. Amen to oh, that. God. You can do this. You can do this. And people exactly. like Audrey will help you. So Yes, yes. That way, that's what we have these communities for. And, and that's what Sprints and Spirits was really born out of is, is out of need that I didn't see being filled at other places, you know. Definitely. So. Well, cool. But yeah. <laughs> this has been so, so, so lovely. Thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. I feel Thank like, you so much for having me. Oh, my gosh. You're welcome. You're just a wealth of information. And if you ever want to be on the show again, just let me know. And I'm sure we can definitely find more things to talk about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there will be links to all of Audrey's social media slash website slash et cetera properties uh, in the show notes for today's episode. And uh, you just, you have yourself a wonderful and relaxing evening. Thanks so much.